Hello, everyone, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Classroom to Boardroom, where we explore job search tips and strategies for college students and recent college grads who are entering the workforce. For many college graduates, the transition from college to career is not an easy one. To discuss techniques and tips for boosting your job search after college, I'm speaking today with Lindsay Pollock. Lindsay is a millennial workplace expert and the New York Times bestselling author of Getting from College to Career, Your Essential Guide to Succeeding in the Real World. Thanks so much for joining me today, Lindsay. Thank you so much. With all the information that's out there about finding your first job after college, how can recent graduates kind of zone in on this on the most important resources that are out there for them? So a resource that college students and recent graduates have is the Career Services Office at their university. I think mm-hmm. it is one of the most overlooked and valuable resources. I have never forgiven myself for not going to the Career mm-hmm. Center when I was an undergraduate. Take advantage. Their job is to help you build your career. So do mock interviews, get your resume and LinkedIn profile reviewed, go to their career fairs, network with them for introductions to employers. That is an absolute must. And most career services offer their programming to recent graduates as well. So absolutely take advantage of that first and foremost. And one of the most popular questions that college students tend to have is, how can I get that first job when every job requires some experience? So what advice would you offer for this? I would say that experience has a very broad definition. So we tend to think experience means doing the exact job that you're applying for. It doesn't. Recruiters know that you're a college student and you aren't working full-time while you get your degree, most likely. So interpret experience to include volunteer work, internships, even classwork or special class projects that are related to the job that you want. For instance, doing a mock trial if you want to be a lawyer or writing articles for the school newspaper if you want to be a journalist, any kind of extracurricular leadership activities, all of that counts. And the Hartford Millennial Leadership Survey found that 83% of millennials see themselves as a leader today. I think it's because they're using that broad definition of the term. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the skills required for a job, you can get those skills in a lot of places, not just with paid work. And that's how you convey to an employer that you have the kinds of experience that they're looking for. In your book, Getting from College to Career, you also recommend that college students should subscribe to a daily newspaper. I actually had a professor who uh, required us to do this in college. Why would you say that it's helpful to have that newspaper subscription, especially for college students who are going to be starting their careers soon? So I would amend that to say it doesn't actually have to be a physical paper. (laughs) You have to be reading current events every single day. Um, And there are certainly plenty of e-newsletters that would be valuable. One of my favorite quotations says, leaders are readers. And I think the more you know, the more interesting a person you are, the more topics that you can speak about when you're in a job interview or a networking situation, the more information you have to draw from when making decisions. I just think everything about being an informed person is so valuable to the job search and career process. 
And of course, if you know what industry you want to go into, if that's business or the arts or sports or whatever field you're attracted to, start reading the news of that particular section a little bit more. And then you'll prove to employers that you are somebody who is well-educated about your industry and you can really hit the ground running if they hire you rather than somebody else who isn't as knowledgeable about the work that you might be doing. You'd be a more appealing candidate to an employer. And so aside from making sure that you're staying up to date with current events and staying educated with the industry that you'd like to go into, you also mentioned that you should perform five minutes of stand-up. So what do you <laughs> what exactly do you mean by that and why can that be beneficial? So people always notice that topic among <laughs> others. This is actually something that my my younger sister did. She took a stand-up comedy class and I thought it was so powerful for a couple of reasons. One is that your public speaking skills or just your ability to communicate are so crucial in the workplace and in the job search process. So any experience that gets you on a stage talking out loud in front of people is valuable. And the reason I, I say stand up is because it's so scary and hard and you know challenging to get up and try to be funny. Do stuff that scares you. Try new things. Expand your horizons. Really put yourself in slightly uncomfortable positions. And I think the more you build that muscle the better you'll be in the future when it comes to things like negotiating or giving up client presentations. So get experience out of your comfort zone. And I think stand-up is like the universally most feared kind of <laughs> way to get out of your comfort zone. That's why I picked it. And, and speaking of getting out of your comfort zone, job interviews are often the thing that make job seekers the most nervous about the job search process. And you advise that young professionals should over-prepare for their interviews what steps would you say that they need to be taking to make sure that they are overprepared for those interviews? So I just mentioned building your muscle, and that's how I think of it with job interviews. It's a skill to be built, knowing how to answer interview questions, knowing how to talk about salary and benefits negotiation, knowing how to talk about your skills and experiences. The more you practice, the better you get at that. So I know a lot of people who they will read their notes or think a lot about an interview, but then you walk in and you kind of squeak when you talk about your experiences because you've never done it before. Practice, practice, practice. Do mock interviews with your career services office. There's lots of programs and software online where you can, you know, speak into your webcam and see how you look on camera. Practice the, the scary questions like what's your biggest challenge and, you know, why should I hire you? Tell me about yourself. You can kind of guess, and I have a list in Getting From College to Career, the book of the most common interview questions. Prepare. Don't wing it. Know what you want to say, particularly when it comes to salary. It's really hard to say number, so you want to have practiced your response in particular to that question. And another important part of the job search process, particularly in this day and age when voicemail might not be as prevalent, we tend to email more often. And so young professionals are going to want to make sure that they know how to write professional emails. So what practical tips could you recommend as far as making sure that your emails are written in a professional manner? Yeah, most of your communication as a job seeker and an entry-level employee will be by email. So the biggest thing is that writing in college is usually about saying a lot and being very detailed and wordy 
writing in business is the exact opposite. So you want to be concise. You want to use bullet points. You want to get right to the point. Any practice you can get in business writing is so important. And one of the ways you can get better at writing professional emails is to watch professionals email. So anytime you get an email from somebody who's in the workforce, absolutely study it, see how they word things, see how short and concise they are. That's going to really help you. And, and if necessary, it's really something to take a, a small or short class on because I think it's so crucial to your professional reputation. And for those who are listening who want to make sure that they are going about their job search in the best way possible, what would you say are maybe a couple of the most common mistakes or maybe the most common mistake that you often see recent college graduates make in terms of approaching their job search? You know, as you know, I'm a spokesperson for the Hartford's My Tomorrow campaign, and I've been doing that for the past three years now. And one of the things I've learned through that work is that a really common error that young people in particular make, but a lot of people do, is not thinking of their employee benefits as part of their overall compensation for a job. So we always think about salary, but you also want to think about your health insurance offerings, life and disability insurance. You want paycheck protection for all the hard work that you're putting in. You want to think about perks like gym membership or discounts on museums, the work-life balance of the job, what else goes with the salary. So making sure that you're thinking about the bigger picture in terms of compensation Mm -hmm. is really crucial to making sure that you find a job that's a good fit. And your book also stresses the importance of persisting in the job search. For recent college grads who maybe are discouraged or maybe they're very stressed about their current job search, what final message would you like to give them? You know, the job search always takes longer than you want it to. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything. So stick with it. Don't get too frustrated. Find ways to manage your stress. Have some fun along the way. And really cast as wide a net as you can. Do not get so excited about one opportunity that you stop applying for other jobs. You really want to be as active as possible. Take one step every day at least towards your goals. It's that momentum that really builds over time. And when you get most frustrated, find a way to let it out, hang out with friends, whatever it is that de-stresses you. But know that you're not alone in this process. And there are a lot of people like me and resources on the web and friends and family who want to help you. So make sure that you turn to your support network. And with that final message, we will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to Lindsay Pollock talk about how to successfully navigate the journey from college to career. Thank you again for sharing your outlook with our listeners, Lindsay. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com or follow us on Twitter under at the LJN. For all of us here at LJN Radio, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us.